Hey there. Before we get to the episode, I just want to make one quick announcement. Uh, Since this is one of the first three episodes in our launch, we will be running a giveaway contest. We will be giving away one $20 Amazon gift card, one physical copy of the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, and we will also be giving away a perfect goal-setting plan PDF for anybody who enters with their email address. It's super easy to enter to win. All you have to do is head over to studentbuiltstartups.com backslash giveaway, and you will be taken to our page on our website where the giveaway is located, and there are multiple ways you can enter, such as liking our Facebook page, joining our email list, sharing the contest with a friend, and many other options. This contest is how we're going to spread the word about the Student Built Startups podcast, and the contest is only open for 10 days after this episode has launched. One more time, head over to studentbuiltstartups.com backslash giveaway, and I'll put the link in the show notes as well. I hope you enjoy the episode. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Student Built Startups podcast, episode two, building professional relationships and getting your first clients. I'm your host, Cameron Stone, entrepreneur and student at UMD. I interview student entrepreneurs to share their stories and business strategies. Today's guest will talk about health, fitness, building professional relationships, and how to get your first clients. He brings a ton of energy, and he's definitely one of the best personal trainers that I know. He will be sharing his story and how his education has played a role in it. I encourage you to go check out bphealthxfitness.com to find out more about him and his business. I'm excited to introduce you all to Blake Peters. All right, Blake, uh, happy to have you on the show. Um, I'll have you start off by sharing one crazy but true fact about yourself. Okay, so my it feels like all of my stuff always relates around like exercise. At least I think it's crazy. Uh-huh. Um, I've I've had this come up a couple of times, like from like just clients and things like that. That I don't know. They might think that I do like some like crazy stuff. I don't know if I put that vibe out there, but um, my thing that I can come up with is that I've done two thousand uh, fourteen thousand foot elevation mountains in Colorado. Oh, um, so there is like more than 50 of them out there and i want i have a goal to do all of them or at least like attempt them there's some like people die on some of those so like they're like some are actually pretty dangerous so i mean (laughs) i'm not like my goal isn't to like summit all of them Uh and like risk my life but um but yeah there's like doing two of them i think is like kind of like a crazy thing uh it's it was really fun like you definitely feel like the altitude and you feel a little loopy up there (laughs) um but it's so much fun and then just like being up that high and like once you get done hiking like it took both of them took like six hours round trip it was usually i think the first one i did was like four four hours up and then two hours down because on the way down you got the mountain just pushing you down yeah yeah so you end up going faster um or that or you just want to get back to the car and be off your feet (laughs) either one of those kind of like a marathon Um, but yeah that is is crazy i I definitely want to get out to colorado and do more of those yeah, that is that is pretty crazy, and that's a ambitious goal you have. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> um, uh, so let's. I'll have you start off by uh, talking about some of the the main stuff that we're gonna get going into. So, 
tell the audience a little bit about your education. Yeah, so um, I like graduated high school in 2013. I kind of would been lifting and taking some like anatomy and uh, kinesiology because I wanted to take a fitness route of things. So I was um, playing around with that. I kind of knew um, just looking at the degrees, exercise science was the route I wanted to go. So um, I went to UMD. That's how I got and stationed in Duluth here. Um, I graduated from UMD with exercise science and uh, minor in psych um, in 2017. Um, and uh, yeah, like I along the way kind of got personal trainer certified in 2015. So I was able to work at the um, outdoor uh, or sp- a recreational sports and outdoor program um, RSOP which was nice because it was kind of like you get your clients and it's really a chill way of making a little bit of money and uh-huh. being a student trainer. And, um, uh, it was just like a really fun way to like, be like, okay, this is like a little tester on my career and I loved it. And, um, and it kind of just really set me up for starting off, um, you know, in the field. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you have any sort of like specialties that you uh, like to kind of, uh, revolve around? Yeah. So, um, you know, back then, like, you know, when you first start out, it's just literally doing it. (laughs) Like, you you know, when you're 21, you start off and you're like, there's so many options, like there's so many exercises that you do, but then you're also looking at like your clients and you're like, yeah, you got to like take yourself back a notch and try not to portray what you do onto them. But I think that's also part of the thing that people like about me is like, I can take what I do and put it on like as a way to them so it was a lot of just like narrowing down base level stuff knowing your client right off the Mm -hmm. bat and then like being like okay this is like the weights that they can handle this is what they like this is what they don't like um so uh it was a lot of like trial and error and like uncomfortableness like you're like you know like most sessions were like brand new like every time it was just like so we'll see how they react to this. And then, you know, they, then eventually, you know, you work with them for six months, a year, and then you're like, holy crap, where'd the time go? Like, and then you just get into a routine. And now, you know, it doesn't take me months to figure out my client, you know, it's like, I can kind of interrelate them. And um, so it was, you know, it's kind of that first, just like shaking off the nerves and like getting that ex- initial experience of working one-on-one with people. Um, I also had the opportunity of like when I was working at a group home at that time, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, actually going back there soon, um, just to, cause I vulnerable adults are one of the important populations that I, uh, kind of been targeting, especially in my business. And I had the opportunity to work with one, like, you know, right as I first started off, one of my, I think my third client was a vulnerable adult. And, um, so he was in a wheelchair. So, and he would use me as like a walker. Um, which was kind of fun, you know, grab one of my forearms and I was like, I'm getting a little bicep work out of this. He's like walking and we had, it was just fun because like we, we just joke around and it was really cool because, you know, it's students, we'd work out in the student gym and do machines and stuff. And he went from like, you know, like 10 pounds on the lap pull down from, you know, not doing anything to like 50 pounds yeah. and getting out of the machines and in the machines was probably the coolest thing because it was just like, he, you've seen all these progressions and, you know, you got students watching that don't get to see this type of thing. And then for me, it was kind of normal because, you know, I was around vulnerable adults. So I was just kind of like, yeah, these are like, you know, special people that like do everything everybody else does with some limitation. Um, so it was really cool to be able to like 
have those experiences like right off the bat and it really just kind of reinstilled like this is what you want to do you know so how has your education played a role in you starting your your business yeah so it was the building blocks that essentially i needed to be a professional and you know work my way to being you know an expert in the field and like as i get that experience being able to you know go to that level um but, you know, it's at the stage for, you know, you get to see a little bit of like what it looks like to be a f- physical therapist or go that route. You get a little bit of like what it looks like to work in a clinical setting, like with heart issues, things like that. Um, you know, I was able to kind of pick and choose the routes that I wanted to go off of the classes that I was given. Um, so, uh, it, it really kind of like, you know, you get to see the paths that you can take. And, um, I was like, yeah, there's, those are things that I, I don't want to do. I, I want to be in like the preventative measure. I don't want to be fixing people. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure there, but at the same time, I'm like, I just really like working with like, you know, the, the basic equipment that people can do or no equipment at all. Um, I really kind of actually end up going in and doing my own, you know, educational piece. It's like, um, you know, I got TRX certified uh, and diabetes prevention certified with the Y. I'm working on my nutrition certification. Um, so I kind of, you know, having a little bit of taste of all these things, it was like, well, what can I do to, you know, help this population or what can I do to strengthen this area that I'm lacking in in my training? And then, Clients will help you too with that as, you know, asking you nutrition questions or asking you questions about specific areas of the body. And you're like, oh, like I realized I didn't know very much about like, like the hip area. I was like, oh yeah, I'm good with like squats, bench, deadlift. Um, You're using, you know, (laughs) hip muscles kind of, but you're not necessarily getting into the hip abduction and adduction and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool how kind of a, a broad education helps you kind of narrow down the path that you want to go down. Yep. So what was your biggest fear about starting your own business when you were first starting? Yeah, I think um, just, you know, income. <laughs> okay. Um, where the money is going to come from, which, you know, obviously you need money to live. Like my biggest thing was like, how am I going to pay for food? Like if I'm not working a part-time job, which now, you know, kind of working, you know, a couple things just to do, you know, while I'm getting myself off the ground. Cause mm-hmm. when you first start too, like you got to remember that there's business expenses. And if you aren't servicing clients all the time, or if then, you know, you get a couple clients and then like, they're like, you know, I, I, I'm going to be on vacation or something. You're like, yeah. what? Like, no, you're not like, but, um, uh, you know, you just kind of, you get used to like, okay, like this is kind of what's going to happen. You resources are scarce. Um, so you just kind of got to, I would just say do it, you know what I mean? And not going to be perfect. You're going to make a lot of mistakes. Um, you know, that's just like the biggest challenge is get over that. And I'd say educating yourself in that, like, I don't know anything about accounting. Like I don't have any sort of business background. So I luckily had people that, you know, that had businesses that were like, this is the person that you talk to. This is that person that you talk to and go see him. And, uh, that was that. And then I would say like, you know, you know, being able to like charge what you want then, you know, so you're like, you're not limited under somebody else to charge what you want to make money. And you can work with people on that. Like I've Mm -hmm. charged people 
$50 an hour. And then I've charged people 25 or $30 an hour just because I was like, well, for one, you know, kind of do anything for money at the first start, <laughs> which is fine. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, I was like, you know, I trained an MMA guy and like, I mean, he's, uh, you know, he's younger than me. I'm like, you know, he doesn't have resources to, to you know, pay me like $50 an hour. Um, but at the same time, like, I'm like, you know, this is somebody that I can help. And that might not have been somebody I could help, you know, in a scenario where I didn't have my own insurance and have my own place to be like, yeah, let's train and use these weights. Um, so it, you know, it allowed us to kind of get together. It also kind of just, you know, real allows you to make relationships in a different way, which is super rewarding and probably the most rewarding part that makes up for the, you know, the money situation. Like even if you aren't my, I wouldn't say money is the everything and it should not be the everything in it because I think the people is the most important part of that process of, you know, starting your business and, you know, cause that's essentially what it is, is you're servicing people mm-hmm. and once you can think about that and not like, cause obviously you got to sell them at some point, but once you think of them as, you know, like somebody that is like, you can help, then it kind of, I feel like helps you think of the sale in a, maybe like a more healthy way. Cause you don't want to, over push the money situation because people can decline that too you know luckily i haven't had an issue with uh like wanting refund or anything i don't know how to approach that situation but but that that is a real possibility is unhappy people which i've been lucky to not have um one thing you said that i really liked was that you don't you don't have to know everything about starting a business you don't have to be a jack of all trades as long as you have connections with people that can help you in certain areas you're able to kind of get off your feet uh, by using those connections yep yep and you gotta think of the people around you too like um you know <laughs> i it was kind of funny because like obviously naturally assuming that you have a good relationship with your parents like that's kind of the first person that you go to like so it was just kind of funny. I just kind of was like, hey, I'm starting my own business. Can I get some money? <laughs> I, mean, I said it maybe a little bit better than that. But like, I mean, essentially, there was no, it was just like, a, it was just a straight blunt, like, question. And like, and they're like, oh, sure. How much? You know, <laughs> like, and it was just like, all right, like, um, you know, this is what I need. You know, I had did research of like with equipment and things like that and like kind of ex- told them like what I'd been working on and that I wasn't just like, you know, just playing around with the idea. Like I was serious and they saw that. And um, so, you know, obviously there and then anybody, you know, that like, you know, your friend, like anybody, your friends or that you um, like I personal trained a business professor. So he was kind of obviously a go to for me that was just like, OK, what's like block one with the first things that I need to focus on. Then what's block two? And, you know, just, just meeting up with people, um, and putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it was just like, you know, something that is important to just look at those people. Yeah, for sure. Uh, share a little bit with the audience, uh, kind of what your business looks like. First things first is like, I operate out of, uh, like a little spot in Hermantown called 218 gym. Um, I pay like a monthly membership fee there and I have my equipment. Um, so a lot of strength training equipment, squat racks, barbells. Um, but it is also a gym that there's like, uh, it's, I call it semi-private. They've always been a, like a huge blessing to me because I was, I had my equipment in a, in a place that I just somebody I knew personally before that they had a cheerleading business. And, um, it definitely wasn't the right like setup for me, 
um, just because the space was so limited. So it was kind of funny because like it was this gym for ha- like having to just be like behind the other gym and i had a newspaper ad and uh this person found me and they just brought me over they're like we have a gym um and i look in i'm like holy crap like yeah for sure like and it was just kind of like a no-brainer at that point in time um so kind of going into you know the actual business side of things so i operate out of that i also do you know um you know one-to-one training and group training there so I, i kind of Figured like up to five or six people would probably be like a sufficient group that mm. would max me out for the space that I have. And then at that point, you know, I mean, it's it's almost turning into group fitness if you get to more than that. Because, you know, you got to think of too is like, you know, how personal do you want your training? Like, do you, you know, if you are having a lot of people that also, you know, you only got one trainer for, you know, two pairs of eyes for all these people. So it'll cut off, you know, your personalized help that you need. Some people don't need all that much. Some people need a little bit more. So that's kind of always, um, you know, I kind of always think about that and what the goals are when determining those things. Um, I also, I've got a couple clients that I go to their house and, um, like I got a sandbag, I got some portable equipment when, like in the summer, like I, uh, you know, I've been utilizing like park point a little bit, which has been cool. Um, so, uh, you know, I've got a TRX and I can hook it up to basically anything. I've hooked it up to a tree for my MMA guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we go run and things like that. So I kind of, you know, very portable, especially, you know, for the summertime I'm in Duluth is kind of unfortunate that we have like, uh, the large majority of the year, not able to do that, but, um, but that's Joe. And then basically kind of like the other operation of it is like, uh, um, I put everything in a Google document so I, you get to, you know, have all of your sessions and see what we do. Um, and then I give you like, you know, like resources, whether it be like nutrition recipes. Um, you know, I've got clients that are friends with me on my fitness pal app and Mm -hmm. look into their nutrition a little bit too. That's kind of like the general thing that I do, you know, I'm not really like particular to one style. Like I said, I like, I have a TRX certification. I've got a yoga certification, um, working on that nutrition certification. So it, you know, I can do a little bit of everything and strength training, um, is kind of like the, that and body weight training, I'd say are my main things that people go to, but I can kind of program a little bit of everything, which I think makes me pretty diverse in the personal trainer world of things. And like one of the clients that I work with, like we would run from her house too. you know, we do a little bit of that, come back, do a little bit of yoga. So it was just like, you know, it kind of depends on the day and your goals. I can really work with that. Um, My mission is like being fun, functional and affordable. The main thing is that having that fun and then, you know, being functional to your goals, like whatever it is that you are going to do and adhere to and do on your own time without me, that's what will get you set up with. Um, and then, you know, I'll come back to like the pricing thing. Like I, I work with you. I have rates that I will charge, but at the same time, there's ways that I can, you know, give you online resources and so that we can make the most of whatever our time is together. So what was the most challenging part about getting your business up and running and starting it? Yeah, the most challenging part. Um, oh, gosh, there's there's a challenge. It seems like every week sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but honestly, I think, you know, and still like still a lot of challenge, like obviously um, just space. 
is when you're servicing people that way, you got to have the right space. Um, like I said, I think the where I'm at is like a stepping stone. Obviously, my goal is dream is to kind of have my own gym and obviously like I have my own setup, ideal setup that I'd like. Um, but, you know, at the same time, too, is like just finding the right people and having them there with you, whether that be um, like your clients or it be like your business attorney that's going to set up your LLC for you because you want to get it done right um, or somebody to work on your website. So I think, you know, besides like space to operate out of, I'd say just the next thing would just be finding the right people because there's also people that you're like, oh, like what their vision is for what I've been telling them is not in line with what, what like I see or what I'm asking for. So it's kind of, you know, just constantly being like, okay, this is maybe not what I wanted, but now I know that. Um, but I'd say that those are probably the, the two main challenges. What is the most rewarding part of being a personal trainer? Okay, I think this one will kind of cycle back to like that one that I was talking about with the vulnerable ball is just literally helping people. And I mean, lifting heavier weights is really cool and people get really amped about that, which is good. Like you should, like you, it's like my whole thing is like, you know, functional can be being strong too. You got to carry heavy things. Um, you can't always rely on your, your trainer or your, your husband or whoever it is. That's your strong person in your life or your goals. Um, but I think honestly, it's just like seeing people like change a lifestyle I've had, you know, like one of my clients, like she went from like not logging food to being on like a hundred day streak and being like, how do I, you know, add more on to this? And you don't know which way you're going to help people. Sometimes it's straight up just motivating them. Like they're like, I feel so good with your positive attitude towards this that like you get in my head and like motivate me to do this on my own. And it's just like, I told you I would get like, I told you you'd hear me say like chest up, shoulders back, you know, push your hips back for that deadlift. You know? So it's like, uh, so you never know like what people are going to take from you. So you really have to just be you, you know, um, and you know, have, have the goal of whatever your business is going to be, even if it's not like a fitness professional, whatever your goal is, um, is just, you know, I try and keep it broad like the my whole thing was to help people and then I kind of added on the fun functional affordable thing but um but you know I was like wow you know you like you see that goal all those things kind of encompass and you're like that's really cool to just see um you know in in many shapes and forms and you never know what it's going to be how do you build professional relationships and convert them into paying clients yeah, for sure. Um, so I think you're building the professional relationship is you need to just get out there in front of people, whether that is, and I guess these would be my suggestions is first join a networking group and just meeting people going to networking events. Maybe it's, you know, just, it, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be like a structured networking event. Like I saw something that kind of uh, thought would be cool is um, there was like a film festival for like trail running. I'm like, that'd be so cool to like talk to people about running. You know what I mean? Um, so it can be, you know, and like, I mean, there's a lot of breweries around that, you know, you never know where, you know, depending on what your business is, you never know who you could reach on that. So I would just consider all those things like a little bit of like 
your your networking piece. Um, so that's the first part of that professional building. Um, the next part I would say is you know just being yourself. So you know as long as you are you know portraying what you're trying to portray, whether you're you know your your business in that one, um, you want people to see your your genuine self. So that kind of helps. Um, people get invested in you and then before long, you know, they're kind of like, oh, uh, like I could really like, I could really use this or, or that. And, um, and then I would say too, is, uh, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep my thoughts in the line here <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> is, uh, you know, giving your time, you know, uh, for every, um, you know, for every new client, I give a free personal training session. Um, so that's one way that like people get to test drive your, you know, like your networking, you, the, that genuine self that I was talking about, you know, it kind of at first is like, well, I don't really have the resources to, you know, give so much, but there's something that you have to give back to. Like, I mean, I'm a huge try it before you buy it person. And I, turns out I might not even want you as a client. You know what I mean? Like I might think like, you actually need this person. And I would much rather refer you to that trainer because I know that they can really help you with that. And then, you know, somewhere down the line, they might actually come back to you and be like, okay, now I'm ready for nutrition or that trainer might refer you back for the nutrition piece. You know what I mean? So, um, giving the time would be the, I would say like that, if we wrap it up into three things would just, you know, be that last third thing is like to give them that chance to try it before they buy it. And then at that point, you know, you can make that sale of like, this is what I do. Um, you got the example on the line, you got, you know, your rates or whatever it is, be ready for the sell on that. Um, cause that's what people will ask for is like for a while I was like, I only, you know, I didn't have my rates out to the public or whatever. So it was like, you know, I kind of had to like tell them, um, so having that professional piece of like how you're like, do you take card or do you take cash? Do you take check? Um, so for me, you know, it's cash and check. I don't have a card reader, but you know, people are fine with that, you know, and you ask like, is that convenient for you? If you like, you know, um, price, you know, and especially for me for the service is like, you know, Tuesday, 4 30 PM, you know, let me know when it doesn't work, but otherwise we're planning on doing Tuesdays 4 PM until we do eight or 12 sessions. And this is the cost. And that way they, it's clear. Um, and they know what to expect. And I think that just, you know, like they have a well-rounding of your relationship. And then, then that's where the referral kind of comes in again, too, is like you've provided a consistent and well-rounded service to them. And they're like, okay, like I know this person that that's going to benefit. Um, so, but that piece is really hard to, that piece is hard to figure out because you go through the trial and error and not be like being a, don't be afraid to fail. Like you're going to have terrible conversation with somebody and you're going to be like, why the heck did I describe my business that way? Like, that is not what I do. Or like that person, like totally was the wrong person to sell to. And you kind of will like get a better idea of that. And that's part of the process. And I think it's kind of fun. Like, I mean, (laughs) you got, you got to, you got to fail a little bit to, to get to that big sell of like, once I feel like once you do, you know, get that, that client, it's like, okay, like that was what I've worked for. You know what I mean? So I guess, uh, and like I'd say, and then segue in this to your wrap up, I would say is like the biggest key takeaway I would say is be persistent. 
that's a huge thing in my my thing my like whole like tag and kind of line is like persistence transforms um so you take that in many directions uh but persistence just being you know consistent on that hard work and continuing through that will lead to you know where you want to get and i think i think that's you know the most important the most important piece of everything that like i'm saying out to that is just like stick with it you're gonna fail don't be afraid of that it's gonna be hard and times you're gonna you're gonna be questioned um whether or not you even want to do it and like if it's gonna go anywhere but as long as you (laughs) keep working towards it and stay positive um like you'll you'll get your way in the end and you'll find the right people they will come to you as long as you're putting yourself out there yeah, that's some some great insights. Um, well, we're halfway through now, so uh, we're gonna switch over a little bit more, talking about some kind of health and wellness stuff. How does health and wellness and fitness play a role, like personally, in being a, uh, successful in your uh, journey? Yeah, so I think it makes me better just because I'm constantly influenced to try new things and be outside my box, like. I always find it hard to do like you see something online and then you're like, I should like try that with this person because that goes really towards their goals. And then you try and replicate what (laughs) you saw with somebody. And if you don't do it, it fails miserably. Like you're like, this is, you just don't look like that person in the video. And you're like, Oh yeah, I should have tried this first. So I really think that it opens your comfort zone up to trying a lot of new things. And I mean, like, I think one of the biggest examples of this recently would be like, uh, you know, just like all these like plant based things coming out, like you got the Game Changers documentary. And, you know, like that, you know, you get people talking about that. And then, you know, that's not for long before you know somebody that's like, yeah, I'm going to go like, or I'm cutting out this or I'm like doing that. And, you know, that was one thing that kind of influenced me. It was like, all right, like, I'm going to try this for myself. Like, what does this look like? And what are the obstacles with that? And I found like that, you know, making that one (laughs) plant-based meal a week, at least as a stepping point is not going to kill my protein goal. Like I'll be fine without the meat in there, but I realized that, okay, So for somebody who doesn't like meat, and if I have them as a client and they're asking me for nutrition, I can kind of explain to them like, you know, other things like, you know, obviously like a protein supplementation or like, I realize like now, um, you know, instead of getting my protein sources from like relying on it for meat, like figuring out how I can utilize different beans and like, uh, maybe like chicken sausage or just little bit different meats that I wasn't using before that might be, you know, healthier. I'm not saying chicken sausage is healthier, but, um, like just different things, you know, you, you're changing up different things and that can be, you know, go into exercises as well. Um, but I think that helped me like really be like, you know, I'm not just doing bodybuilding. I'm not just doing marathon running. Um, you open up to just other, avenues that you know people kind of influence on you because you're like i don't want to put myself in that box of just being the guy that can lift heavy weights um and help people with that because people you know referring you to that they might refer you in that way and 
if you aren't able to properly, you know, adhere to, you know, go to, you know, kind of where the industry is going a little bit while keeping in your lane. Um, I was just kind of look at it as you don't want to be put in that box because that might turn a potential client off, even if, even if it's not true and somebody was trying to refer you. So, um, but yeah, I think that's one of the coolest things about my clients is like, you know, they see that I'm doing different stuff. So they're like, you do this, he does this, you guys would probably be a good match. So it kind of out um in in that way um which is kind of something i didn't expect i guess when you were working with people and like how you get influenced you know through other people uh-huh yeah you did a triathlon not too too long ago didn't you yep, right? yep. This, this summer first started a business the first year in business started a, or did a first grandma's marathon and then uh did my first triathlon yeah and like honestly the marathon was kind of planned but honestly the business thing was just kind of like popped up i had the website um and then the triathlon uh like you know our fellow personal trainer Alyssa, like she came up to me she's like i'm doing this you've been swimming do it and i was just kind of like what (laughs) and uh and uh and i was like oh and i I started asking questions and then i was like oh i'm gonna do this you know what i mean um so it it was it's kind of funny like you know that comes back to the people thing like just you know, be open to other other people's, you know, perceptions of things and you might get influenced to that as a positive thing rather than like, oh, I can't swim or I'm afraid of this or I'm afraid of that. It's like, well, it might be uncomfortable, um, but get comfortable in the uncomfortable has been my big like yep. theme for a little while. So uh, it helps in that whole like being an entrepreneur and being better yourself. Uh huh. Speaking of that, one of my goals that I have for 2020 is to uh, push myself outside of my comfort zone at least once every day in some way. Hey, dude, that's a good goal, man. Yeah. And that's and every day, like, so I always think too is like you're gonna people get afraid to fail and like you're gonna make a mistake every day. Like, you know what I mean? It might be small as long like as long as you're not making huge mistakes every day, like. Um, but like, uh, you know, to some degree, you know, you got to make a huge mistake to learn sometimes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I like that because it strengthens your capacity to like adapt to your environment and fail. Um, because that's a good thing. You learn from that. You know, I always tell people like, especially with logging food, you're going to fail or like strength training people like clients, they get all like, I didn't get that. I didn't get that rep. Like, and I'm like, that's, good like you failed congrats and they're like so confused i'm like that's a good thing yeah i like to think of things as uh if if you're comfortable you're probably not going on the right path and if you're uncomfortable you're probably doing something right and going in the right direction at least most scenarios i to some degree yeah yeah for sure um or if you're comfortable you might be just staying the same exactly yeah you know and and i i think life's about adapting um and just every you know every year trends change and things change people change so as long as you can kind of you know adapt in your own way i think that that on getting uncomfortable every day is a good thing yeah do you have some non-traditional workout that you could share that somebody like that is really busy maybe a student in college that's trying to work on their own business maybe a way that they can work out with a limited schedule yeah dude i like that one a lot i like that question so like I honestly think to simplify it down, like if you're busy to do like less, but more at the same time. So like do less exercises, 
but do them like more total body stuff. So one of the guy, one of the fitness guys I follow, uh, uh, BJ Gador, he does like, he's like big on this. Like you do three full body workouts every week, <laughs> 52 weeks in the year. And, um, you will see the like minimum amount of gains that like, you know, to look good or, you know, be at your best fitness. I can't remember exactly how he puts that, but I mean, it's true. A lot of the stuff like, um, like on some of my YouTube, I got some of like dumbbell ones where it's quick, where it's like you're, um, one of like, I guess one of my favorites is like, you're doing, maybe you do a squat and then at the top of the squat, you curl, then maybe you deadlift and then you do a tricep kickback. You're hitting your legs and your arms at the same time. Like how cool is that? Um, and you know, and it's not like you, like there's a lot of other things, you know, you can do obviously. And I would say prioritize a for your goals. So if it is like, you know, getting your arms better then you know, you're going to be sticking arms with large muscle groups, but I would always just say, do your large muscle groups and do them, you know, together, as long as that agrees with, I know I do ex some of that total body stuff with some of my clients that makes them a little uncomfortable in a bad way. Like it makes them like, I can't do this to the point where they don't want to do it. So you kind of got to figure out, but I always say like, you just want to like, don't reinvent the wheel, just do the, <laughs> the most that you can do within a short period of time, large muscle groups, maybe you switch up hand foot position, things like that. Like I think good old like body weight, you know, like your plank bird, dog, glute bridge, um, uh, dead bug and all the other little bit of core ones that you can do. You can play around with those so heavy and get so many different moves in there that you honestly, like don't need to pick up weights or any of that. So especially if you're busy and you're trying to prioritize getting your business off the ground, I think you need anywhere between like 15 and 20 minutes to yourself so that you get the workout and like a stretch or something in there just to clear your head to go back to thinking that in depth, like think about your business is tough. Like you got a lot of different components in there. Um, so you just definitely need that <laughs> little bit of a break to just reset and then come back to it and I, most people i think would feel much more refreshed rather than like some people associate like doing that exercise like oh man that was tough i have no energy now but i think actually it's the reverse i think actually like that getting that heart rate up and then then having to relax you get that clarity and it just i've been trying to work out before i go to my clients because it um you know and like that means like early morning workouts usually my 5 30 in the morning clients i don't work out before them but yeah. <laughs> um, i'll work out after because the mid-morning ones will benefit a little more from that but you know and sometimes with those clients i get a little bit of like stretching in in the morning and like waking up and things like that but i always think that just kind of helps you like you've done something for yourself personally and then that allows you to like get your brain ready for servicing everything other aspects that you're working on yeah for sure and uh, to swing back to some of those like body weight exercises that you were saying uh, i really agree with you that those sometimes are going to be even more time effective than going to a gym and lifting weights uh, because you don't have you don't have to go to a gym you can stick in your dorm room stick in your house and cut down on your time by not traveling for a half hour to and from a gym and uh, just doing your workouts in that half hour period of time. Yes. Yes. How would you say that involving fitness into your life can make you a more uh, successful entrepreneur or just person in general? Yeah, I think um, it. I think it just, I think it opens you up to different things, especially if you're 
on you know social media and you try something it, and i'd say it comes back to your goal of being uncomfortable like the exercise is like when you first initially hold the plank it's uncomfortable like until you get that foundation and that's why i think you know doing those minimum things you you have a base foundation of something to go off of like you don't just start like i just start running a marathon or doing a triathlon by just being like i'm gonna do this i started by like running two miles and then I ran five miles and then I ran 10 miles and I did a half marathon. I was like, okay, these are your foundations. So I always think of that as like, you know, doing those basic, uh, of the fitness or like doing things that like you relate to from other people. Um, I think that helps you as like an entrepreneur cause you're doing your research. I think you're opening your possibilities to other things that maybe made you uncomfortable before that now that you've done it maybe three times, you know, it might, it's not going to be comfortable the first or second time, maybe, but the third time you'd be like, Oh, I kind of get this feeling I've been there before. And I think that's, I think that's where like, it's the most important part. Um, it's just that you're trying something new. And, um, I think life's really important about that. Cause you know, that's going to come back to kind of what I've been saying is like, you can adapt to new things easier when you're trying new things more frequently it makes it a little less anxiety makes it a little less uncomfortable um you're you're not gonna be like dang i failed you're gonna be like all right i failed but next time man that thing is gonna <laughs> that's gonna i'm gonna get that like i'm gonna get that for real it's mine <laughs> um so we're gonna move on to our last section of the interview which is the uh, the fast five section. So I'm going to ask five questions. We're just going to go through them one by one, kind of rapid fire. Um, so here we are. The first question is, what is the most valuable class or course that you have taken? Okay, I'm going to try and answer this one quickly. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it might get long. Um, so I kind of got two. My personal trainer certification like really opened me up because I think up until that point, I was kind of just mindlessly doing reps and it was just like, okay, I need to do three sets of 10, 135 bench press, and then I'll be happy and I'll move on. But, uh, the trainer, he actually was like, he sat, he went us into the gym and he was like, what muscles am I using? What is the muscle action? And it was just like, all of a sudden I just like my mind exploded. Like I was just like, Whoa, I never like, I mean, you're working your chest and your triceps when you're bench pressing, but it was like, I didn't think of like elbow extension. I didn't think of like the actual mind muscle connection. So that was huge for me. Cause I like, I noticed like directly after that training that my workouts were like a different thing, like forever. The other thing I would say would be the course would be exercise physiology because I learned the depths of the body within that, because not only do you have to know where things are with the anatomy, you have to know how they function. And then it goes into a deeper level of like, you know, like how your blood's going around and what little energy systems are going on to make the muscle contract. And like that precursors into like what happens when it's not a good thing that you're short of breath or you're lightheaded or like, so it just kind of was like, oh, okay, these are the things that you think about with exercise on like the deep level as a professional to make sure that it's like, you're going to be successful. Like you're not going to, you're not going to ruin yourself or ruin your clients. Um, so that one was one that was like, okay, it kind of, again, opened my mind up to 
the deepness of like where exercise is at rather than just going to all sets and reps and weight because there's way more depth to it yeah. yeah yeah i will say that the there's a, a large gap between how a fitness professional thinks about working out and how a gym rat your average joe thinks about working out it's they're like on two different worlds <laughs> yeah i know it is funny and you see it in the gym too and you're just oh, like yeah. oof. i don't know man <laughs> All right, let's move on to the second question. Um, what is one book that you would recommend? Okay, so I got two for this one too. Um, I always I read a lot of fitness stuff, so I wanted to have two options. So, and this one was only really applied to people that are like running. So this one's uh, Ready to Run by Kelly Starrett. He's a physical therapist, and it like has all of these like i mean i mean it's not maybe just for runners either but like it has like you know like talks about all the movements that you do with running and like it'll go into like squat positioning because you know in a squat things like that are similar to running he's got like foam rolling and all sorts of different like little like um compression like recovery things in there and it just like i was like wow this hit this book hit everything running wise for me um the other thing is that the other one's actually an audiobook. Um, I guess it was, uh, I think it's like six hours long, six, seven hours long. Uh, it's called The Sales Bible by Jeffrey Gittimer. Um, I don't know any, like, I don't have any business education. So all sorts of things, like, any, it can be really easy to blow my mind that way, where it's like, I didn't never thought of that. And it's like, well, why would you think of that? You think of exercise, um, which is <laughs> which is just the way that, like, that's why I'm in the business I am. And I got... You know, like I said, you got people for that. Um, and you need people for that. You like, you should focus on doing what you can do. And it kind of helped me actually figure out, like, I should outsource this or I should think about how I can create a team with that. Or um, So that one, it was more than just sales. I mean, it was a lot of, like, how to sell people, how to, like, get people invested in you. But um, that one was really cool. I spent a lot of, like, I made sure I was, like, doing a two-hour car ride or longer to listen to that and I was just kind of like wow this is making me think on such an in-depth level that is like really really cool and I like that stuff where it's like I never thought about that or like had that thinking great recommendation um question number three what is one business tool that you would recommend okay so this one yeah this gets in my scope I would just say like your google analytics google uh google my business for one thing is a huge think that um but i would say finding someone for that um <laughs> is, a, is a business tool that you would need um if you're a fitness professional because i didn't know like i you know I, i'm still working with this and i got you know multiple people that are like do this do that and they all say different things like uh it's great because my small business development center guy is like look at your keywords and we went in and we did that and um, the other person's like, look at your Google analytics. These are the people in the cities that are looking at you. Um, does that make sense? This is your age range. And it's like, okay, these are the people that I like sent my, my website to. And it's like, okay. So you see the ripple effects of that, um, on YouTube. I'm trying to get into it a little bit more too, because it's like, wow, that video has 40 views, not a whole lot. But I mean, when you're talking, the other ones have like 10 or three, you're like, why is this content like that they're watching? Um, so I think it's, it's the probably the analytics is the part, I guess, that I'm talking about the most. That's the most important is just look at who your audience is. And that can be Facebook, you know, Instagram, YouTube should be all of them. Google for sure. 
Um, and it just gives you insight and kind of helps you create content too, I think is like, okay, if I'm portraying this to 24 or like 20 year olds, then it's going to be 20 year old content. I'm going to portray this to like people I'm trying to sell to in their thirties and fifties. It's probably going to be a lot more professional, like not like flexing and like, it's going to be like value. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So people, different people want different things and, um, you kind of get that insight on there. Yep. All right. Question number four. How do you uh, personally keep on schedule with all the things that you have going on? Yeah, man. Uh, they don't always work, but post-its, <laughs> post-its, you get, and then you lose one and you find it and you're like, oh, that was like two weeks ago. That still is not done. Um, but that Google calendar is actually, well, that's probably bigger than post-its. I would say, let's, let's break this up. Post-its is like a short, like, you need to do this either today or like you, I like I'll write a date on it, like for maybe the week, if I have a lot on there, just kind of depends on the time frame. Google calendar, just for like scheduling, like everything in there is scheduling. So that way, if somebody's like, Hey, are you available at 10 AM Friday? I'm like, hold on. And I click in there, whether that's on the phone or through text or through person, um, or person to person, um, like right away you're there, you understand. And that one is a huge lifesaver, but as a personal trainer, a fitness professional, you really, I think that one of the biggest tips I can give is like, you need to set a schedule. Otherwise you can get yourself in a, uh, place where you feel negatively towards your schedule. And that's not a good thing. You should have time for yourself, figure that out too. Um, and be ready for, when it changes um whether the one of the biggest things as i can say with that is having your supplements like in containers or you're taking protein protein bars snacks and having workout clothes with you at any time because you just might have to do your workout this time and not that time and that can change every day of the week or it can change two days of the week or no days of the week and you don't know especially as a fitness professional you are not a nine to five job. So you should accept that. And if you want that, I would say you might want to think of how you can make it a nine to five because especially personal training and group fitness is outside of business hours for your clients um, most of the time. All right. So our, our last question here is when do you feel most productive? Yeah, this one's a hard one. I go through like, I feel like it's a roller coaster for me, which is weird because I think some people maybe get their best thoughts like when they're reading a book or listening to a podcast or walking on the treadmill. Mine, I'm influenced by my environment a lot. So sometimes like I've had inspiration like at a party or I've had inspiration um, when my when I'm like exerted myself on like a long run, like all of a sudden I just start getting these influx of thoughts or in the middle of a workout, usually I try to focus on my muscles then like with strength training but um it's, it has happened and that's when you have like notes on your phone to like quick write some stuff down if you need to but um i'd say too is like if i'm trying to really like be productive in a thinking space like i would try i try at night maybe it's before my like i do a nightly stretching routine and i try and think of it like around that time when it's like somewhere that i'm really centralizing my thoughts on myself um, so that way those like random things are not just random. Like this is a great idea. I call those like Kanye West ideas. 
because uh, it just kind of it just is like no filter out out in the head or out in the world. Um, so I try and focus on some of the other productivity, like when I focus on myself, my thoughts are clear and they're in like a zone rather than just like flying out like fireworks. So I kind of got two answers for that one too, um, I guess. <laughs> Since you already uh, gave us your one main takeaway, I'll ask you, where can uh, the audience find more about you and your business? Yeah, so um, on YouTube right now, um, I'm just uh, Blake Peters. I got some videos on there for your quick, easy routines. Um, that's kind of where my stuff is right now. Um, my business page on Facebook and Instagram is just BP Health X Fitness. Um, and then my website's easy on there too, is just bphealthxfitness.com. Um, so I do have like a little bit of, I'm still in the process of kind of like updating that website and I got some cool things for that coming, uh, this year. And, um, so you get a little bit of the content to kind of see what I can, what I do, um, on there. And I'm excited for the Instagram and the Facebook cause I've finally gotten like, I think like my content structure down, which has been a huge, huge like barrier for me. Cause I'm just like, I don't know marketing. You know, I got, I got people that like suggest things to me and they're helping me out with that, which I'm so grateful for. So I'm so I'm excited for that. The social should be a really fun place for viewers to um, get a little piece of me. Yeah. I appreciate, uh, you having me on cam. You're the man. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for being on. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for, I'm excited for people to, to hear it and send people to it. I'm really glad that I got to share Blake's story with you guys. Thanks for being on the show again, Blake. And thank you for everyone listening right now. I truly appreciate your support in this journey. And make sure to hit that subscribe button if you would like to hear some more amazing entrepreneurial stories and advice. If you're listening and you are interested in finding out more about the Student Built Startups podcast, I encourage you to head over to studentbuiltstartups.com and go check out all of our content that we have uploaded there. Thanks again, and I'll catch you on the next episode.